0: Hi there, and welcome to episode three of the T21 Mom podcast. My name is Mary, and I will be your host. Each episode, we will talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything else in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's six years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. Today, my friend Ron joins me. He's the one who actually suggested I do a podcast. He tells me he's learned so much just from our informal chats and my Facebook posts on Down Syndrome. Welcome, Ron. How are you doing today, Mary? I'm doing awesome. How are you?
1: I'm really well, thank you. It's, uh, it's a great day outside, so... <laughs> it we can, is. We can always be grateful for that. So we're going to talk today in episode three about the run-up for Down Syndrome.
0: Yes, it's one of my favorite events.
1: Mine too, because you make cookies. So (laughs) let me just give us a shot about what what this is all about.
0: Well, it's uh, put on by the Down syndrome Resource Foundation. And it's a five kilometer run or a one and a half K walk. Originally, it was held at SFU, which was my old alma mater. But it is now switched to Swangard Stadium in Burnaby. And it's held the first Sunday of June every year. Why did they switch locations? I think it just grew too big. And so they had to get a bigger location. It's actually better because up at SFU, it was quite hilly. And I know my family said it was a bit challenging some of the parts of the run. (laughs) So uh, they moved it. And it's actually... A really pleasant like last year we walked it like Ainsley walked it for the first time the whole way I was really proud of her and uh, it was really nice through the trails and it w- and it wasn't a super sunny day it was actually I think it rained a little bit right at the beginning but it was just really nice walking through the trails and the trees and everything and and then you have the big track when you come back into the stadium so it was and it's just really nice li- location where they can do all the other events that they had there. They had a dunk tank and some music and all so sorts of things. So almost like a
1: carnival kind of fun uh, fair. Yeah, yeah. Right. small one, but yes, right. yeah. So this is this happened at Simon Fraser University. It was through, my impression has always been that you actually went up the hill on the road, but that's not what it was.
0: No, no, it was just like a kind of a loop around one of the areas up there. So so,
1: so the walking trails.
0: No, it was just actually on the road. On the road, okay. Yeah yeah okay so this one it's a little bit more intimate i think at swangar because you can be in the trails and and i think it's just a nicer location okay yeah
1: and what kind of events are there you you mentioned kid zones dunk tanks
0: yeah they usually have a big huge bouncy castle castle they do a little warm-up with someone doing zumba which is always lots of fun and then afterwards they have like where you can get hot dogs and stuff and last year was the first year that I actually did cookies and I was situated right beside Starbucks so it was perfect and everything went I was so happy because I didn't want to bring any of it home
1: (laughs) (laughs) well words getting out you know that your cookies everybody wants your cookies (laughs) thank Um, you so the walk at uh, the walk and the run Uh, Mm -hmm. Does it happen inside the stadium or does it happen in the trails of Central Park where Swangard Stadium is? It's
0: all in the trails of Central Park and then you come, when you finish, you come through into the stadium. Okay. How
1: did you originally get into this? Like how did you originally get involved with the run-up for Down Syndrome?
0: I first went, I don't even know how I knew about it, probably just through word of mouth, but I had heard about it back in, I think it's was 2015 was the first one I went to Ainsley was about two and a half and so she wasn't walking yet and it was just me and her I didn't invite my family or anything and I'm driving up to SFU you know up the big hill and it was actually kind of emotional going up there I'm thinking all of these people who I don't know are are running or walking for my child and all these other kids with Down syndrome and so it was really kind of an emotional time and it was awesome because I also met a lot of parents there and who had older kids who who gave me some really great words of advice and encouragement on the journey and it was just I felt really empowered after that. And then at the end they were drawing prizes for people who had fundraised and I just I just registered. I didn't do any fundraising or anything like that. And a woman from our play group, I saw that she won a fairly good prize and for fundraising. And I thought, I can do that. I can bake. And so that's what I did is the following year is I, I got a table at the farmer's market and I sold my cookies. And it was pretty amazing.
1: And you had an experience when you were doing that fundraising at the at the farmers market.
0: Yes, so I baked and baked and baked and you know, I was putting all my heart and soul into all these cookies and then the day of the farmers market, it absolutely poured down with rain.
1: I remember that I was there. My car actually leaked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was so upset. I thought of all the days that I'm doing the farmer's market that it has to rain and apparently that was the rainiest day of the year at that point. So anyway so I go and I'm at the very sort of back of the farmer's market and I'm thinking I'm not going to make any money and I've worked so hard to bake all these cookies. You know and but anyway so you know you came down and you supported me and and then near the end and it was cold. I I had to wear a long jacket and a sweater because it was rainy and just not a really nice day but actually people were had been quite generous I kind of think they felt sort of sorry for me because (laughs) I'm sitting out in this rain I mean I had a cover but you know it wasn't really one of the better farmer market days. Uh, But near the end this older lady had come up and we just chatted very briefly and then she told me that she wanted four of everything and to put them in a separate bag and everything was by donation and I thought well you know I might only get twenty dollars but it is by donation so you know that's fine and then she handed me two 50s and I looked at her and I said are you serious like and then I start to cry and, and I said that's a lot of money it's just some cookies and she told me what you're doing is important and we chatted very briefly again and then she took my name and my email which I didn't really think anything of. Um, I was just so overwhelmed by her generosity. And then at the end of the farmer's market I think when I counted all the toonies and loonies and some twenties and the two fifties of course I think I made just under $500. I, I was pretty happy about that I go okay that was, that was pretty good. So then two days later we go to the Down syndrome resource foundation for our our weekly speech appointment and they had all known that I had a table at the farmer's market and that I was fundraising for the run and the executive director came out because she heard Ainsley I think and said oh I just want to thank you for your donation I'm thinking well I haven't told them how much I made it was only like five hundred dollars and she looked at me and she said you don't know do you and I said no what and she said well the lady that uh gave you the $100 at the farmer's market, just made a $5,000 wow. donation to your team. And I I just, I was completely stunned. I couldn't even speak, which is not common for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all crying. Like, this was incredible. I mean, I thought, I don't even know if I would recognize her again because our, our contact was very limited. And I just was just overwhelmed and I did have her email I think she emailed me I think is what it was and I I sent her an email back and she had did tell me um, at the market that as I said like what I was doing was important and that it mattered and and I that meant a lot and I don't know her story I don't know if she has any kind of you know, relationship with someone with Down syndrome or anything. I don't know. And to this day, I still don't know because she she wanted to be anonymous. And all I know is her first name. And I, you know, I wrote her a nice thank you. And I delivered her some more cookies to thank her. And then the cookies that she did buy at the farmer's market, she took them to her workplace and then she made everyone else donate in order to get the cookies. (laughs) (laughs)
1: fundraising by proxy.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so it was pretty fabulous. I never in a million years thought that that would ever happen. I just went to fundraise and make maybe, like I said, $500. You know, to me that seemed pretty good. And here I made over $5,000. It was quite incredible. So yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And that year when you went for the, you know, the the run up for Down syndrome, Mm -hmm. you weren't alone that year. You actually had... My family. Your family family was...
0: Yes, my family came and uh, they all participated, and I I did win for a top individual fundraiser, which was pretty cool because I got a, a huge trophy. I was so I think I was more excited about the huge trophy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I never got a trophy growing up. All my brothers always had trophies and medals <laughs> and stuff, but I got a big trophy, so I was pretty excited. And it just it just felt really amazing to have Ainsley's army put on the trophy, and you know, it was a pretty amazing feeling, and to know that you know, all these people who contributed to my fundraising and helped me out and bought cookies and, you know, even helped me out at the market. It was, it was pretty, pretty cool.
1: Tell me about Ainsley's Army.
0: Ainsley's Army is our team for the run-up for Down Syndrome and it's basically comprised of just my family and a couple of friends who want to participate and we go and we have a really awesome time at the run up for down syndrome my family most of them run it as they're all runners but Ainsley and I and Dennis we all walk it and like I said I was so proud that Ainsley walked the whole way last year you know she you know she was a late walker so her stamina isn't as good as some other kids but she's getting there and I was just so proud of her you know she was tired near the end but she did it and we just had a really good time and you know you can grab a hot dog or some cookies and some coffee and just have a fun time and you know I think they dunked the executive director so a few times so that was a lot of fun and you know playing the the bouncy castle if that's what you're into and just right. enjoy the day it's only for a couple hours I think they shut it down by I think it's noon that it shuts down so it's only right. for a few hours yeah. and we should
1: give a shout out to Dennis because he was with He's he's been with you through a lot of this journey now and uh, he was like in the rain in the sun <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes Dennis is my boyfriend but I am a single mom by choice And uh, we don't live together, but he is a significant part of Ainsley's life and they love each other. And he's a great guy. And he's a great guy. Yeah. He, you know, without complaint at all the farmers markets, he, he gets the tables, he sets them up you know, he's helping me out there for usually a little bit to get me started. And, and he actually stores all my cookies that I have to freeze. So I, th- you know, I thought, thank God. Right. And, you know, it's just, it really helps to have someone else help you in this journey, you know, cause it's, it's hard, you know, just, you know, doing it on your own. It's, it's hard, but it's nice to have someone who, who can carry you sometimes in this journey.
1: And Ainsley has him wrapped around her finger.
0: Oh, completely. And, and he's got her wrapped around his finger. So (laughs) it's, it's a mutual love for sure. (laughs) So how much money was raised last year? Last year, they just blew it out of the water. I think their goal was, I think it was 150,000, which was more than I am pretty sure that they have ever raised and they smashed it they raised two hundred and forty thousand dollars last year yeah they had eleven hundred runners so I think it was also probably their biggest year ever like in lots of ways they've changed locations they got more runners and then the biggest amount that they had ever fundraised before like everyone was just crying when they reached I think they announced that they had reached two hundred thousand at the start of the race and then to know that they raised over that 240,000 is incredible and it and what they do there at the DSRF is amazing like I so grateful for them and for all the work that they do with Ainsley with her speech and her OT and this summer we're going to take reading you know it's incredible they know our kids they so the love OT is kids. the occupational therapist that's correct right. yeah okay. yeah and you know they really understand Down Syndrome because that's their primary focus although they also do take kids with autism But, you know, first and foremost, it's kids with Down syndrome.
1: And these programs, we're going to provide a link on the website, by the way, to to their website. Mm -hmm. Um, But what kind of programs are they actually offering, you know, like the, there's the occupational therapy, speech therapy, reading therapy, is Mm -hmm. it? Okay. It's just called reading. Reading. Yeah. And and what else are they doing? They They
0: also do a lot for older kids. So they also do like math and they also for older kids like life skills and they you know during the summer and you know like spring break and things like that they do like different kind of um classes like Bollywood dancing and I'm pretty sure they even do karaoke and lots of really fun stuff and they also do uh I think they do like um I don't know what the right name is like a it's like a ball where the kids can go and dress up like a prom yeah it's kind of like a prom but I can't remember the actual name that they call it and you know so it's a great opportunity for the kids who might not really go to a prom, uh, to go and dress up and walk the red carpet and, you know, just dance all night. It's, it's a really fun thing. And they do that at a hotel somewhere downtown, but they do lots of fun stuff at the actual DSRF and and also in the summer they also put on a bocce tournament I've never been involved in that that might be something to look into as well but just so many great things and so many great opportunities for families and they're you're such a huge resource for information you know I just love our speech path Riley and our OT Hannah like they are amazing and they have done such amazing work with Ainsley it's it's really awesome
1: So this was part of your motivation to fundraise for them?
0: Of course, yes. So I can, you know, also be top of mind, there, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but also because I just so firmly believe in the work that they do there and, you know, it's not cheap. So it helps like, you you know, they provide bursaries for families that uh, need it that you can apply for. And I just feel like this is my life, you know, and my daughter has Down syndrome, she's gonna be rocking that extra chromosome for her life. And I feel it's important to put our energies into something that's important to us and something that we're involved in. And that we also get so much from, you know, so I it's like, kind of like a two way street.
1: Talk to me about what it means to you to do this fundraising, like, inside yourself, uh, and why it's important to you to do it.
0: I guess you know I've always volunteered like my whole life and it's a little harder now because I have Ainsley I can't really just.
1: Well you were involved in gymnastics for years and years. Years and
0: years. Yes I was a volunteer coach I think it was 12 years actually Um, just you know it's important to you know I always feel you know people always say I don't have time but I've always been a firm believer you always have time for what's important to you. And yeah I don't have a ton of time I would bake in the evenings after Ainsley would go to bed, usually for a couple hours, you know, so that I could get things ready for the farmer's market. And yeah, I was pretty tired, but it's pretty exhilarating when I go to the market and these people, I just give a little blurb of what what I'm fundraising for and that they want to donate. They want to participate. They want to support what I'm doing. And they may not know anybody with Down syndrome, but also like just a little bit of connection. And occasionally I meet other parents that come down And to me, it's just important to support causes that are important to you. Like not everyone has time to go and bake a ton of stuff for a farmer's market, but you can also volunteer at their event or you know, help out in other ways. Like, you know, it's where your talents are. I just happen to really enjoy baking and I think I'm pretty good at it. So that's uh, what I do.
1: My hand is way up in the air on that (laughs) one. You are exceptionally (laughs) talented at baking.
0: Thank you. You know, and I love it. And I always feel that, you know, My cookies are made with lots of love and lots of yummy ingredients. And, you know, people keep coming back for more. And by
1: the way, on on the website, we'll be putting up, you know, events where you like the farmer's markets where you'll be on what day. Yeah. uh, So that people can, you know, come out and and try out these, you know, the world's best cookies.
0: (laughs) Or they can just order. Yeah, we only we don't do a lot of farmer's markets. I usually just do a couple a year just for the run up for Down syndrome just because it is so much work. But, you know, it's been a thought of mine that maybe... Maybe I need to get my own Miss A's Cookies table at a farmer's market.
1: Let's do the shout out for Miss A's Cookies on Facebook.
0: Okay. <laughs> right, because th-
1: there you can actually see pictures of the creations that Mary does. Mm-hmm. Like I say, you can link to that. We- we'll try and link to that off of the website. But just just look for Miss A's Cookies on Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just because... It was it just important for me to have a presence and obviously it's named after Ainsley so Miss A's cookies and actually it was Allie who she wrote it on the little chalkboard that I used to post on the tape that I put on the table at the farmer's market and it just looked perfect and so that's how it all came to be and you know it's like my little um what's the right word like my how i honor my daughter with the cookies and as i said in a previous episode you know i can't wait to teach her to bake (laughs) i hope she still has she has the same love of cookies that i do and you know just to because i think it'll be even more impressive when she's more involved in it and that she can help out at the farmer's market and and she can help with making the cookies so has more of an impact i think
1: so the run-up for Syndrome is June.
0: It's June second. It's always the first Sunday of June, and it's going to be held at Swangard so Stadium. So that's three
1: weeks from today. Three weeks, roughly three weeks. Yep. Okay. Yep. Or sorry, that's when we're recording the podcast. People may be listening, so that's twenty June second, twenty nineteen.
0: That's correct. Yes.
1: So when you're doing your fundraising at the farmers markets, you usually have a book on display called Gifts by. Uh, Catherine Leinard Soper. or I think it's just Catherine Leinard. Catherine Catherine Leinard. Mm -hmm. And she has this book, and you actually figure in this book.
0: Yes, I actually am in the 10th anniversary edition of Gifts. And when I was pregnant with Ainsley, as I mentioned in the first episode, I, I called the National Down Syndrome Society the day after I found out that Ainsley had Down Syndrome. And... I don't know how they understood my name or address or anything because I was crying so hard on the message but asking for information and about a week later I got a packet of information and also a book and the book was called Gifts and I looked kind of through it and it was stories from other moms of children with Down syndrome all of various ages and I couldn't really read it at the time I, I was too emotional but I read it when I was probably around eight or so months pregnant, seven, eight months, I think. And I read the book and I found, you know, there was even a a single mom there in the book as well. And I'm reading all these amazing stories, other families whose only child had Down syndrome. And I thought, okay, you know, they're just like me. And that's when I really realized that it was going to be okay. I was reading all these stories and I thought, okay, I, I think I've got this. I think I can do it. And it was very powerful for me, the book. And then fast forward a couple of years later, after Ainsley was born, I had heard that they were putting out a special anniversary edition and they were looking for new submissions. And I thought, I have to send in my submission. I think I have a unique story and I want to share it. And so I submitted my story and it was picked. And I was, I'm was i the only Canadian author for the in the 10th anniversary edition no other submissions for the 10th anniversary were from any other Canadians so I felt I I felt really amazing that that, they had picked my story and like I said it is a unique story I'm a single mom by choice and I have a special needs child I I don't know a lot of us moms like that I, I know a few from Facebook but I haven't met any other single moms by choice who have a child with Down syndrome but I'm hoping to later on at the retreat, which we'll talk about later at another episode. And so I submitted my story about Ainsley, you know, my whole journey about becoming a mom, uh, what I had to do to become a mom, and then the diagnosis and her birth and where we are now. And when I got the book, it was it was kind of surreal holding the book in my hands and knowing that my story is out there. It's, it's kind of a little unnerving because it's, it's pretty raw and it's pretty real and it's out there for other mamas and other families. And I hope that it gives that comfort to other moms and other families that went through what I did when I first learned about Ainsley having Down syndrome.
1: How many single mothers were in the book?
0: I'm trying to think I think in the original publication there was like maybe and they weren't single by choice there it was I remember one story the the dad left I think a month after the child turned one and I think there was a couple others like by circumstance but I am the only single mom by choice that's in the book you know and I'm sure they had lots of submissions and I do feel empowered by my story that it is a really unique story because most people don't choose to go the route that I went or to even continue with a pregnancy once they know that their baby has Down syndrome. I mean the termination rate you know I don't like talking about it but it's like close to 90 percent and that's sort of part of my mission too is that you know Down syndrome is not a death sentence. Ainsley has completely enriched my life and as I said previously has, I really feel made me the person that I was always supposed to be. And it's opened up this whole community of people that I otherwise would never had met. I mean, several of us, we live actually very close together, like in our hometown, but we would never have met. Maybe we might see each other in passing at the store, maybe, but because our kiddos have an extra chromosome, that's how we came together. And I love our little community and I love the things that we do and how we all support each other. You know, it's not, special needs is not easy. It's, it's hard, but it also has a lot of rewards too. And I think when you come together as a community, it makes you stronger. And I have other moms who also have a child with special needs, but they're, they're different, like different, uh, diagnosis, but you know, that's, still we're we're all friends and we can all come together and we still understand each other's journey and our challenges you know what works for them you know and they can offer advice what might help me in something or help Ansley. and it's just a really awesome community that so your
1: collective experience makes up a library of experience
0: yeah yeah
1: and, and each of you borrows freely from the other
0: exactly that's exactly what it is and you know, and I'm, I feel so grateful to be part of that community. And the Down syndrome community is pretty big. And, you know, and a lot with today with Facebook and, you know, social media, it makes that so much easier. Like I think of, you know, moms of 20, even 20 years ago, you know, who have, I am so grateful to those moms, because they have paved the way for us today. You know, they have got our kids who can go into mainstream schools now, who are accepted, it, like those are the families before us that, that did a lot of the hard work. And now we're like the next generation that shows that our kids can do this and they can be accepted. And it teaches people and kids inclusion and tolerance, you know, to make this world a better place. Because, you know, I've always believed, you know, you, you can't stand out. If everything's the same,
1: and did some of that come from reading gifts? The book uh, opens up a lot of terminology. It probably opens up a lot of common emotion.
0: Yes, and just hearing other people's stories. You know, most people's stories are either a prenatal diagnosis, like myself, or a birth diagnosis. And as I said previously, whichever way you received your diagnosis, you always think it's the better way. And it, I think, it also helps you to feel like you're not alone because in those first days after you receive the diagnosis either prenatally or at birth it's a really difficult and dark time I mean for me personally and you have to figure out a way to work through it but when you can read these stories from other families you, you just know that you're not alone and oftentimes in this journey of special needs parenting you can feel really isolated and it's you, you don't feel included You know lots of people don't you know with typical kids just don't really understand what it means or what it's like to be a special needs parent and what it entails and I mean we can talk about it in a later episode like I had some very negative experiences in the first year of Ainsley's life going to mama groups nobody talked to us people actually moved away from us it was terrible you know but I persevered and I kept going but I'm thinking you know at one time I remember thinking I wanted to say it's not contagious because that's how I felt like a pariah almost because nobody wanted to be associated with someone whose child was different
1: so the book kind of helped you normalize understanding that there are other people out here who are going through exactly what you're going through
0: yes and it also you know because in the original gifts which is what I received there were stories from parents of kids who were a little bit older and what they did to help their child to be included like I remember one mom she talked about how they often had movie nights at their home and so they invited all the kids over so you know and that's something that I'm thinking about for the future too is I kind of want our place like our home to be like a hub where kids want to come over and you know be involved in our lives because Ainsley's an only child you know and we need to have our little village and we need to grow that little village so that there are other kids for her to grow up with and to play with and go to birthday parties with and invite over to her house so you know that's what's important to me and then when I got my first edition of gifts like of the anniversary edition where I had my story in there and my story is called life was pretty good because before I got pregnant with Ainsley you know life it was pretty good and I remember thinking when I realized I actually was pregnant I'm going am I really sure I want to do this because you know things are pretty good right now and I'm not really sure what's going to happen and then you know I find out later that she has Down syndrome like that just kind of threw me a huge curveball but at the end of my story I, I talk about like I'm so glad that I didn't just settle for pretty good I really think our life is pretty awesome with all the people we've met, all the things that we've done, where we go. I mean, every time we go out somewhere, Ainsley's like a rock star. People come up and say hello to us. I mean, no one ever did that before. I didn't even know the people in my building. So would you
1: describe it now as your life is much richer?
0: Oh, 100%. Yes. And all because of Ainsley and her extra chromosome. I mean, people just you know, I was very surprised because I wasn't really sure how people would react because I had a lot of negative experiences at the mummy groups and so on. But people come up to her. They want to engage with her. They want to say hi. You know, kids want to play with her. Sometimes they're not quite sure because she is, you know, because she looks different. But, you know, most of the time people are pretty, you know, pretty accepting, which is good. And then when I got the actual book and then, on World Down Syndrome Day, I wanted to to thank the lady who had donated so generously to the run-up to Down Syndrome for me the previous year. And so I sent her a copy of the book and I remember writing her a little note saying, I hope this isn't too forward because I know you want to be private and remain anonymous. And later that day, she had made me another $5,000 donation to my run-up for Down Syndrome team. And I never in a million years thought I would get one $5,000 donation, let alone ever expect her to ever donate again. Because when I got the first donation from her, I told her, I will make you cookies forever. You just tell me if you want cookies, I will get you cookies. I don't care if it's six months, a year or 10 years from now, I will always make you cookies. And I will always honor that from her. I, even if she never donates again, I don't care. I I just feel so fortunate and so blessed that someone who I don't even know basically gave a random stranger $10,000. I don't know anybody that has ever happened to. You know, you hear these stories like in the news sometimes where someone gets a huge tip like $1,000 or what have you. And I never in a million years thought when I did the farmer's market that anything like that would ever happen. And it just sort of kind of changed things for me going, you know a lot of good things can come from just little things you know and as they grow and I think that's what's happened with Ainsley and you know the whole cookies like it, as I said to the lady I go they're just some cookies but I think really for her the meaning behind the cookies it was just so much more
1: there's a lot of magic in those cookies come on
0: <laughs> well I do make them with lots of love so I feel that might be always the tipping ingredient And I just feel, you know, I'm just so thankful for when people, you know, purchase or donate and ask for some cookies, you know, because it's just made from the heart. And I think people know that and I think that's why they support that. So, you know, and that's my way of giving back. And, And I love like that our story is in the 10th anniversary for other families. And I hope that they can learn from that thinking, you know, if a single mama can do this. Then I can do this too, you know. Yes, there's going to be hard days, and there will always be hard days with a, even with a typical child. But that's just the way it goes, and and we're doing okay.
1: Okay. So the book again is uh, Gifts by uh, Catherine Leinard, uh, edited by Catherine Leinard, and uh, it's available actually on Amazon and the tenth anniversary edition. Uh, is available. It's 2850 on Amazon. So
0: that's awesome. I was so excited to learn that because I don't think, I think that might be pretty recent. So I think that's pretty exciting because it's just a small press. It's a, a Woodbine sp- Press. It's Woodbine Press and they primarily do uh, kind of publications for special needs, like a whole variety, like, you know, teaching reading to kids with Down syndrome. And there's even a, a solo parenting book on in their publications, but they're just a small press, but it's pretty exciting to see your actual story and picture and print like in a real
1: book okay and you and again it's story at it, the story, your story is called life was pretty good and it's in the 10th anniversary edition of gifts that's right okay so that wraps it up for this time and what are we going to talk about on episode
0: four mom life and special needs all right
1: looking forward to that one
0: thank you Thanks for listening to episode three of the T21 Mom podcast and we would love to hear from you. How are you navigating this journey? What's important to you in this life of special needs and Down syndrome? Drop us a line at info at t21mom.com and t21mom is all one word. We would just love to hear from you. Keep loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time. See you, Mary. Bye, Ron.